Hey mamas, how are you? We are skipping the typical intro today because I really wanna just talk to you and I have so much to say and I don't want this episode to be any longer than it needs to be because I get it, you are a busy mama, you want what you came here for and you want to get as much value out of your time as you possibly can. So we are just jumping right into the episode. We have a super special guest today. I connected with her virtually and have you ever just connected with somebody and felt so immediately like this is my person, this is somebody that really lights me up and you could just talk to them for hours and not feel like the conversation would ever dull down or stop and you just want to soak up all of the goodness that they have to offer and tell you. And Sarah Marie Miller is just that person for me. And so I hope that she is that to you and you just listen to her and really grasp what you came here for and that you find some valuable information about herbs and how we can heal our body and how important it is during pregnancy and postpartum to really be taking that time to nourish our body and what different herbs and flowers and and really cool things can do for us and really just getting back to our roots and getting into practices that have been going on for thousands of years instead of the modern way of things that maybe have only been around for a couple hundred of years. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and if you want more, Sarah has her own podcast as well. We talk about that, and we really just dive into so many things, and so let me know what you think, message me, and tell me what you loved about this episode. Enjoy! Hi, hello, and welcome to Entering Motherhood. I am... So happy and excited and honored to have you here today to chat with us. But before we get started into our conversation, I would love for you to introduce yourself and share who you are with our listeners. Oh my gosh, Sarah Marie. It's such a treat to be with you. Another Sarah Marie. Thank you again for having me here. Um, Yeah, a little bit about me. Um, I'm a Sarah Marie as well, Sarah Marie Miller, and I have a podcast called Time in the Studio that I have been doing for about four years now, and it's a nourishing space for creatives and plant people. It also ends up being a lot about birth work and uh, doula work and postpartum um, because I am a postpartum doula. I mostly focus on overnight care. Um, And then I'm also a clinical herbalist and functional nutritionist and flower essence practitioner. So I basically, I just love helping people to feel wonderful. And so I teach workshops and courses and have my podcast. So I love working with education and uh, working with people one-on-one as well and in small group settings. So just Um, learning how to feel good through creative expression, through food, through, you know, sipping on tea and working with flower essences. So um, thank you so much for having me here today. And I'm so excited to share with you some ways that people can feel more nourished and supported in postpartum. 
Yeah, I love it. I think it's something that's so unique and also like one of those like lost art sort of things like into who we are, like our human design and like understanding like simple things sometimes that can really help nourish us in ways that are just often in our culture, our our society, like very much overlooked. So how about starting a little bit of just giving us a brief explanation of like, what is an herbalist? Like what is a flower essence practitioner? Like what goes into that? And like, how did you get involved in doing what you do now? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for all the questions. Um, I would say, what is an herbalist? An herbalist is I think it can be different things to different people, but I oftentimes think of it as connecting to ancestral medicine. It's the way that people healed and took care of themselves for thousands of years until, you know, we started working with uh, pharmaceuticals, you know, basically in the last 100, 200 years. So that's really a, a new way working with our health versus herbalism is basically working with plants. And so it can be drinking tea, it can be applying plants to the body, it can be, you know, adding herbs to our food. So I, I think of it as food as medicine mostly and sipping on tea. So I, I love adding in, you know, maybe a little bit more rosemary or ginger to your meal or garlic to support your immune system. So I really think of it as just simple ways of nourishing ourselves and taking care of ourselves and things that are our great-great-grandparents or their great-great-grandparents, it's things that they would recognize. So eating foods that are whole foods, that are nourishing, that are generally organic and you know, nothing too complicated. I just, I just like to hang out with plants and (laughs) um, let them nourish me. And then in terms of flower essences, that is medicine that is very gentle. So it's basically, it was designed by this doctor, Dr. Bach, and he lived in England and he was working with people and noticing that the undercurrent of all illness seemed to be emotional. And so he identified these 38 different emotional states and was in nature and realized, oh, these different flowers help with these different emotional states. For example, um, elm, the elm tree is really supportive if we're feeling overwhelmed. So I think of elm for overwhelm, like, and you can see that in the elm tree, there's just like this groundedness. So oftentimes if people feel like, oh, so scattered and there's just too much going on, you know, oftentimes in postpartum, there's, it just can be so much information. There's so much to process and there is a sense of overwhelm. So I love thinking of like, you know, you can work with this vibrational medicine, which is basically um, a bowl of water that flowers sit in and they share their vibration with the water. And then you can take the water and either have a couple drops internally, or you can apply it to your skin, basically just in some way coming in contact with that water that was in contact with that plant. So it's, it's like one of the most sustainable forms of medicine because you don't need to harvest very much of the plant and it's very dilute, you know, so it's, it's kind of, um, 
The form that most people may have come in contact with is rescue remedy is a flower essence blend. So that's five different flower essences all together in a blend. So that can be really supportive for emotional support as well. But um, so that's kind of like a, a brief description of what flower essences are is just a vibrational medicine that kind of reminds ourselves and our emotional body, oh, there are different ways of reacting in this situation you know so for another example of a flower essence i love is pine um pine helps with any feelings of guilt or shame or mm. shoulds or i wish i had done this i should have done this like and it's just like you know what you're perfect everything is divine and everything happens as it's meant to happen which sometimes that's really hard to hear and but anyway Pine, I I love for just releasing any feelings of shoulda, coulda, woulda, guilt or shame. And I just feel like in our culture, there's so much of that, like the blame game, the shame game, like, oh, he should have done this. She should have done that. And it's like, no, it is what it is. And we're all doing the best we can, you know, so. I love love it. Oh, I love it. I am literally like over here. Like I want to go roll in the woods and hug all the trees and (laughs) drink all the flower juice. I am so caught up in all of that. I literally think like it's something that just seems so distant to so many of us. And it's something so basic and um, ingrained in our history that has just been so much of a disconnect. And I think it's something that's so more of like, you know, like when people are like, oh, like we're just so busy and overwhelmed by all the, you know, technology and the like structure of our society and everything. And like, just like go take a walk in the woods and things like that. Like it's so much deeper than that. And there's so many ways that we can be like connecting back and grounding ourselves And, you know, like, I mean, like, I am just like at this state right now that I do feel like it's just sometimes you just need to surround yourself with with that kind of um, environment and, and like throw yourself (laughs) into it because like, you just feel like so incredibly uh, overwhelmed with, you know, those things that you cannot control. And, and so I I think, you know, what you're doing is amazing. And I think, um, again, is something that I'm so intrigued and interested in, in learning about and sharing with the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that. And I think it can be as simple as a walk in nature or, you know, just taking a moment to water your plants or just look at one of your plants. If you, you know, you have those beautiful plants in your background too, like, you know, it can be as simple as just, you know, taking a deep breath, sitting under a tree for your lunch or, you know, for just even a moment, just find a big tree and sit under it and feel that energy. So it can be so incredibly simple. And I know that sense of overwhelm so much. Like what brought me into herbalism was I was living in New York City. I got Lyme disease. I got really sick and I had to leave. And so I moved to Colorado to be closer to my family and to study at an herb school here. And it was through working with plants that it brought me into doula life and wanting to support women more and supporting families and yeah, connecting with flower essences. So I, you know, I had more of a fast 
hustle life in New York City. And I just was like, I need to, yeah, roll around in nature, be with the trees and um, do something that was like a little more grounding and nourishing. And, and now I feel like with the tools in my toolkit, I could thrive in New York City again. But um, I do love being able to be in the mountains in Colorado here and, and connect with nature on a regular basis. It is, it is really, I feel very fortunate. So, but you can do it anywhere. Right. Yeah. And I think, you know, like that's what you're bringing into this conversation and what you're, what you're doing in general too, is like allowing others to see that like, you can do this from anywhere. You don't need to be like immersed in the middle of the woods, like strap on a backpack and like throw yourself in like on a crazy wild adventure for a week or something. Like we can be doing simple things to just start like regulating our nervous system and connecting back with nature and really like in tuning into our body. And, um, I think pregnancy and birth and postpartum is such a unique opportunity to do that work because I think we are taking a deeper look at, you know, our body and and what's happening. And we're, you know, interested in nourishing our baby uh, responsibly or just like, you know, like learning all that we can. And so I think it's a really good opportunity to, you know, as you're learning how to care for new life, take that time to do those same things for yourself because Mm -hmm. you are not, you know, over your life is still continuing and it's not something like, oh, like I'm, you know, this way and I can't help myself, but I can, you know, like generate this life to, to have a better life. Like you still can be someone that is like constantly, um, being worked on and, and loving yourself in that way too. So, you know, the whole idea of like reparenting yourself and, and really like opening up. I think motherhood has shown me that like there is so much more to life and I'm still continuously shocked when I learn new things. Mm. So, um, I love it. I love it all. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. And it is so true. Like you really have to make sure that you're taken care of before you can take care of anyone else because you know, kids can feel that when you're, you know, maybe not when they're an infant, they can't like voice it or anything, but they can feel when you're not taking care of yourself. And so that is one thing I wish my mother had had some of these tools and known how to take care of herself better during her postpartum times. Cause I just know, oh, it's like, you can get so depleted so quickly. So one flower essence that I find specifically for that, that I love too is red chestnut and it's it's mm-hmm. kind of the essence that helps you put on your gas mask first and make the make sure that all of your needs are being met because you have to be really nutritionally just resourced in order to grow a baby in order to feed a baby you know if you're the birthing person or the breastfeeding or chest feeding person like your nutritional needs are vast and so I think that red chestnut essence it reminds us okay I gotta feed myself before I can feed this little one. So some of the foods that I find that can be really helpful in pregnancy and postpartum, I love hemp seeds. So this is a really easy thing. You could just sprinkle on almost anything, a salad, any kind of entree, add it to a smoothie, add it to some soup, you know, 
added to your trail mix. I added into like uh, cookies all the time, lactation cookies mm -hmm. or bars. Um, but hemp seeds are really lovely because they have a really high amount of protein and healthy fats. Uh, they have a lot of omega-3 fatty acids. So I've found working with uh, pregnant and postpartum mamas, oftentimes there can be some anxiety. And part of that is because as you're growing a babe or feeding a babe, they need a lot of healthy fats in order to grow their brain and their nervous system. And if we're not eating enough healthy fats, the placenta, or if you're breastfeeding, the body will pull the omega-3 fatty acids from your brain or from your nervous system. And so it is like that is being pulled out of your body one way or another. So if you're not eating it, it can really deplete your nervous system. And, mm. you know, that's part of the reason why mom brain happens because your brain is shrinking because your fats are going to feed baby. But if you can get healthy fats into your body, um, you know, I find omega-3 fatty acids, fish oil or um, hemp seeds are two really easy ways to do that. Um, so I love hemp seeds are one of my favorites. So I find, I oftentimes think of food as where's the fat, where's the fiber, where's the protein. So those are the three things that I'm always looking for. And I also want to honor, there are different ways of eating and I want to honor whatever feels right to you. You know, I listened to one of your recent podcast episodes that I really loved about, um, being plant-based and for some people, fat doesn't feel good in their body. So I think feel into your body, feel what, see what feels right for you and true for you. Like for some people, a reduced fat diet feels amazing. For others, they're like, where is the fat? And they crave it. So I think just noticing what, what feels right for you and listening to that, um, that inner guide, because mm. there are so many opinions, there are so many, you know, you can find a study that says this, and then you can find a study that says the opposite. You know, they're both from whatever PubMed. And so it's like, Oh, well, who's right? What's true? Yeah, it's it's definitely like I 100% feel exactly that way. You know, it is uniquely to yourself. And it does take a little bit of a deeper understanding and connecting with how you are feeling with certain things that you're feeling your body with. And I think it's just, it's something to kind of like play with and have fun with and really explore because like you said, there is so many different options out there and each of them will tell you like, this is the way to eat or that's the way to eat or this is that. And I think it's just understanding like what food has the potential to do for you and what, where you can find those things and then testing it out and seeing like, you know, before you take a supplement, maybe try a specific food that has that same nutrient in it. And, you know, like just playing with it and having fun with it. And I think like seeing like how your body reacts to it is so amazing and awesome. And I think it's like super important to understand that like we're free to eat all these different ways and like allow our body to feel that freedom. Because I think like when it comes to like restrictions and things like that, like that's where like things go wrong. But if you're seeing it as like, I'm going to eat more hemp seeds, you know, to give myself like more healthy fat and I'm going to like feel my body in this way, 
then it like really flips the script of like, you're not restricting yourself. You're giving yourself something that may be beneficial and feeling your body in, in such a amazing way. So it's kind of like, just try it and, you know, be open to exploring different options. And I think like, that's what I found the most. And I love like connecting with people that like see that and agree with that and like, don't see it as like, um, a restrictive way of eating. It's more like finding nourishing things that are going to fuel your body and do like amazing, wonderful things for it. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just so, you know, we're all so different and some people really like, um, that idea of like all or nothing. Like I am, I'm not going to eat this or I am only going to eat this. Um, so some people really thrive on that all or nothing mentality. And some people need more of a moderate approach. Like they could never be like, I'm never going to eat gluten again. Like, but they could say, I'm not going to eat gluten very often or something, you know? So I think knowing yourself too, like, is it easier for you to be all or nothing or is it easier for you to be moderate and to kind of like weave things in? But regardless, I think of like, what can I add before thinking about like, what do, what to take away? And also I oftentimes wonder like, what would my grandparents or great, great grandparents recognize? Like, would they recognize Cheetos? probably not even though they might be really yummy in the moment like <laughs> right <laughs> like for a minute but um you know they would definitely recognize roasted vegetables or a roasted chicken or something you know so i i try to think of like okay what would what would my great 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 grandmother understand and what would she put on her plate you know Oftentimes I I do find gluten and dairy can be helpful to eliminate, especially if somebody has a colicky baby. Um, Oftentimes those foods are just a little, can be a little more inflammatory, a little more challenging to digest. So sometimes cutting those out can make people feel better or make baby feel better. So I like to put that out there as like a possibility that I've seen change lives overnight, but also like do what feels right for you Mm because it can get overwhelming to make those changes. Yeah. I have recently, you know, cut out cheese or dairy products from um, what I'm consuming because I did notice that I was not um, really feeling the best that I could like with that in, in my system. And, you know, it might be something that I bring back eventually, but it's again, like playing with that and just seeing like, Hey, like if I cut this out, like, how do I feel? Do I feel better? Okay. Like maybe like, let's leave it kind of off the table or off the plate, if you will, like, you know, for a little bit and just see like, how can I get, um, what I thought like maybe that specific food was doing for me in a different way and a different alternative. Like I also have not eaten meat in, in years, like, I guess like over like 15 years, like I eat fish, but I have not had, um, you know, any sort of meat again. It's just, you know, like finding different ways and also like, like, um, respecting like cultural differences and things like that too. Like you might have specific reasons that you don't eat certain types of food and, um, that's perfectly okay. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, two other things I wanted to mention that you could add in that can sometimes feel really nice. 
um, sauerkraut or some kind of fermented food that can be re really supportive for our gut microbiome, for our digestion. And oftentimes if you are chest feeding or breastfeeding, that is helps babies digestion dramatically too. So I love uh, sauerkraut or kimchi um, and then beans too can be really helpful. Um, some people have difficulty digesting beans if they haven't been eating beans in their diet, but um, sometimes you can just add like a tablespoon a day until your digestion starts to be more able to break that down. Um, but I find beans are really nice because they are really high in fiber and also in protein. Um, they're also really great at clearing out excess cortisol and excess hormones from the body. So one thing that happens in pregnancy is you're producing so many hormones. Like I think they say you're making as many hormones in a day as you usually make in a month or something. So that's a lot of hormones for your body to have to break down. So supporting the liver in any way that you can, the way that you can do that is with eating beans because it helps to clear those excess hormones from the body um, and makes it a little bit easier for the liver to process that as well. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I think it's just so important to understand like what each food can do for us and the benefits that they have. And I think like, you know, having, having resources out there that are going to, um, allow us to explore those things and, and play with those things. So what other, do you have any other foods or herbs that you specifically find supportive in the pregnancy and postpartum period? Yeah. I also, there's a couple herbs that I really love. So in a tea blend, raspberry leaf comes to the top of my mind for pregnancy and postpartum. Um, but it's just this really, it's basically the leaves of raspberry bushes. So if you have any raspberry bushes in your yard and you're not using any pesticides, you can always just trim those raspberry leaves and you could eat them or you can make them into a tea. Um, so it has a little bit of that sweet tannic um, sweetness that raspberries have. And it's really amazing for uterine tone. And so it helps to kind of shrink the uterus, bring it back into tone and shape. It supports um, bladder health. It has been shown to be helpful, especially in the third trimester, if people take it, it's said to help reduce the time of labor. So labor tends to go a little bit more smoothly and easily and quickly if people have been drinking raspberry leaf tea. Um, it also can help with milk production in postpartum and increases oxytocin in the body. Um, so that's that love hormone. And, you know, I just, I love raspberry leaf. So it's very nutritive um, and full of magnesium and calcium. Another one I think of for that is nettles. So this is known as also known as stinging nettles. And I really find nettles to be one of my favorite herbs at any time of life. It's so nutritive dense and again, packed full of that calcium, magnesium, potassium, so high in vitamins and minerals. And so you know, if you're growing a baby or feeding a baby, I mean, 
they're just, that's like pulling so many resources from the body. And so just making sure that we're refilling that, refilling our cup with really dense, like beautiful mineral rich tea. Um, And the other one that comes to mind is linden. So linden, I love for that nervous system support. This is another tree, the linden tree. You may see that in the fall, it starts to, you know, it has these beautiful heart-shaped leaves. And oftentimes things that have a heart shape um, can help our physical heart. So sometimes heart-shaped leaves in nature are also heart medicine. So linden is one of those plants. It's very supportive for the nervous system. It's very moistening and cooling and just very relaxing. So I love that again for that nervous system support in postpartum and um and that moistening quality too. Like I feel like sometimes uh postpartum is considered a vata state in Ayurvedic herbal medicine, which is kind of like a dry state, also oftentimes like wind is associated with that energy. So Um, I just think of like moistening the body and bringing in more nutrient dense food. So I love Mm. Linden for just helping us feel like juicy, moisturized, and just really resourced and soothed our nervous system soothes. So I love Linden for postpartum too. And you can put that in a, in a infused oil and use that for infant massage is really lovely or for massaging mama postpartum. If you're doing like a body massage, you could apply that externally or drinking the tea internally. So I love uh, an idea that people could make a tea if you wanted to buy herbs. I like um, mountain rose botanicals or Pacific botanicals, mountain rose herbs or Pacific botanicals. You can buy herbs by bulk. Um, So you could get raspberry leaf, nettles, and linden, and you could just do a tablespoon of each in a big quart jar and fill it with hot water and then strain it after a couple hours and drink that through the day. That would be a really lovely tonic that would be supportive for postpartum. Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely, I've never heard of linden, um, but uh, raspberry, red raspberry and nettles is something that I thoroughly consumed in my third trimester and even probably even starting in my second and then like increasing the amount towards the end. And I definitely feel like, you know, it put me in a better place. I felt very like grounded. I I know that I heard like so much about like the strengthening of your uterus. And I mean, I will say like I had an amazing labor and completely unmedicated. Like it was, it was fast and it was, I think my uterus was very strong and ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. And with the healing process as well, I think it's just something to, you know, um, remind yourself and even, you know, later on in the postpartum period, like still resorting back to consuming these foods and teas and, and grounding yourself and and remembering to take that time to um, feel nourished and really, you know, listen to what your body is, is wanting and needing. And yeah, I think, I think it's, it's so amazing. Like, you know, what you're doing and, and, um, remembering to to consume things like that um 
to help nourish our body. Cause I think sometimes we're like searching externally for different resources or, you know, like, Oh, like if we just do this or add this to our plate or, you know, like I think like all of those things are very important. Like, you know, like taking time for yourself, like maybe taking a bath, but like understanding, like if you add like magnesium to that bath, like if you just have some like salts and everything, like it just amplifies the benefits of it. You know, maybe if you're taking a walk through the woods, like sipping on a tea and like really like nourishing your body fully and really again like amplifying those benefits um I think can do so much (laughs) I love that yeah I think it doesn't have to be complicated it can be the simplest thing and you know I know postpartum can get so overwhelming and hard to find any time to rest or nourish yourself so you know even if it's just getting a you know, some tea from celestial seasonings from the store or whatever, and just making a little cup of tea once in a while, like just doing whatever you can to tend to yourself, I think is so valuable. And oh my gosh, yeah, Epsom salt in bath. I'm a huge fan of that. It's so helpful for just flooding the body with magnesium and pulling out toxins from the body. It's also great as like an energetic shield if you know if we have an experience that we just want to shake off oh an epsom salt bath it just like clears it away i i love epsom salt for that yeah is there anything else that you would like to add you know in in telling a new mom uh you know going through this process and and looking for you know herbalism uh nutrition flower essence, like information, um, where they can kind of get started or, or just like something that you wish you would have known or, or you try to instill in your clients, um, the most. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Beautiful question. I would say, um, you know, another great resource I want to mention is Rebecca's apothecary. So that's an apothecary here in Boulder, Colorado, where I work part-time and they have a beautiful pregnancy tea and a nursing tea. So if you want something that's already prepared, I do really love all the products that Rebecca's makes. And she has, you know, it's just she's been running it for 18 years. She started out as a doula and started, you know, making things that support families and support women. And so I love her product line. I'm not an affiliate. She doesn't have an affiliate program, but I love her and I believe in her products. So that's like an easy place to go. And I oftentimes teach workshops there through Rebecca's that are online. So if people are in other places, um, I also have workshops and classes that I teach through my website and I have a podcast time in the studio. But I think one thing that I learned recently is just to celebrate your small wins. So I started, I read this book, The Gap and the Gain, and Mm. it has this really simple journaling practice. So I'm going to make a little freebie kind of related to this. It'll be on my website soon. But um, the idea is just have like a cup of afternoon tea and write down three wins from your day. Maybe, whoa, I got to take a shower today. When you're postpartum, that is a big deal. I got to snuggle with my baby and they took a nap for two hours. Whoa, that would be huge. 
I made something to eat for myself. That's a huge win. So, you know, writing down three wins from the day and then planning three wins for the next day. Maybe they don't happen, but just planting that seed of like, what would feel wonderful? What felt wonderful today? And then what would feel wonderful tomorrow? And just you know, having a little afternoon tea and writing those three things down, like celebrating three things from today and planning three beautiful things for tomorrow. Like that's, I think more and more in my life, that is a way that I'm bringing in more gratitude, more excitement, more vitality and more clarity because it's really easy to get overwhelmed in postpartum, in life in general. And if you can just simplify like, okay, what are three cool things that happened today? What could be three cool things I could make happen tomorrow? And that I find simplifying life for the postpartum families is key and finding things to celebrate is key. So that is, that's my little, um, my little tip there. And yeah, if people want to connect with me or work with me further, you can find me my website is timeinthestudio.com. You can also find my podcast, Time in the Studio. That's time like the herb. Um, and I'm on Instagram as at Sarah Marie Studio and at Time in the Studio Podcast. I love it. I love it. I am so glad that we have connected and really gotten to share these conversations. And um, I'm excited to continue to stay connected with you and hear, you know, what you have going on and and what your life is, you know, um, bringing. So thank you so much. Oh, Sarah Marie, thank you so much. It's been such a treat to meet another Sarah Marie (laughs) interested in postpartum. I was like, that's so funny when I crossed your path and I was like, oh my God, we have so much in common and so many overlapping interests. So thank you so much for inviting me to talk on your podcast. And I'm so excited to share as well. So um, yeah, thank you so much for being open to collaborate. And it's such a treat to be able to talk with you and connect with you in such a real way. Thank you. Thank you, mamas, so much for listening. Remember, you are a rock star. I believe in you. Let's doula this. Let's crank it up a notch and let's kick it into high gear together. Hit that subscribe button. Share this episode with a friend. Message me, email me, call me, beat me. You know how to reach me. We're doing this, mamas. I am so excited to catch you here next week. This is your one-stop go-to place for helping you find the resources you need to make the best choices for you and your family during pregnancy, birth, and most importantly, postpartum. See you later, mamas.